hey guys it's um another weekend so i hope you um <laughs> had a stress-free week oh the legosians i know you had stressful week but oh thanks to god we are alive today so so welcome back guys to my podcast and today we are talking about genotypes we're talking about sex we're talking about health tips and what you should look out for elsewise when um before like entering to the going into a serious courtship so um our guest today is our guest is um medically inclined and um medically inclined and brilliant and i guess as we asked our guests um, some questions couple of questions which she um she has answered in um, a recorded form so i'll just um state the questions um now so it will be easier for you to flow with our explanation the explanation is very useful and um, you do not want to miss a line or a word out of it so based on our topic for today genotype sex and health issues you should look out for when going into a serious courtship so the first question is when in a courtship when in a courtship are the health issues okay sorry the question is what are the health issues we should be very attentive to when in a courtship so when in the courtship what are the health issues we should be very attentive to our guest has answered it and um after i ask my questions she'll answer my question all in one the second one is what the second question is what are the different types of genotypes and blood groups that we have the third one could you give the advantages and disadvantages of the different genotypes and blood groups we have the fourth question is when choosing a partner what are the medically advised matching genotypes and blood groups and lastly the question we have is can you clear the hair on the myth that sex reduces or stops menstrual pain so guys let's go on a very short break and when we come back we'll go straight in our guest is going to answer all our questions so guys have a wonderful time listening to this bye courtship the important health issues one should pay attention to so first of all i would say i would say firstly you should um, pay attention to the health of your spouse so um you should know about their whatever disease they have if they have asthma diabetes hypertension you should know you should pay attention to it you should try to you know then if they've had any um, sexually transmitted disease in the past it's advisable you know then then there's a place of also knowing the family history of the um, of your spouse or your partner it is very important. Some things can be can be um, genetic, and since um, the person intends, I mean, the essence of courtship is marriage, and most people in marriage want to 
months at least at a point give birth so since you're going to be giving birth with the person you're going to be having a child with the person so it is super important that we know the um some of the um, diseases in their family because some people have some cancers that can be hereditary so because whatever it is you might be passing it to your child or might even have been passed to the person and then the person passing it to the child so some cancers can be um familial like occurs in families then some other things such as hypertension diabetes but we call this this disease multifactorial because the it's not just about genetics but the environment also plays an important role but that doesn't rule out the genetic aspect so it is super important to know those things you should um, try as much as possible to know their family history of diseases because whatever it is you're going to be facing it in the future so that's all about the um, the um, important health issues you should know okay sorry i i just remembered you should also talk about sex in courtship in courtship we should try as much as possible to talk about sex don't just say i don't want to talk about sex so when we get married though that's when we'll talk about sex please please and please it is a very important um the very important stuff that we need to talk about ask them what do you think about sex do you like do you think you would like sex or people that are sexually active you should ask them talk about it ask them how much do you like sex what do you think is your sex drive it is super important if both of you can come to a compromise some people actually have issues in marriage concerning sex drive so please it's an important issue that we should discuss in um courtship so the important genotypes and blood groups that we have i'll first be talking about the genotypes i'm sure most of us already know that um for the genotype we have the genotype aa genotype as we have um, the genotype ss then we also have um other ones that are not very common but let me say are becoming common now because we have the um, genotype ac the genotype sc the genotype cc and all the rest in fact a new one was um discovered was it not two weeks ago or so so please let us um let's note this down then for the um blood group we have um blood group okay i will explain it okay we have the blood group a we have the blood group b we have the blood group ab we have the blood group o all with a superscript positive or negative so you can be a positive 
You can be B positive, you can be A B positive, you can be O positive, and you can be A negative, B negative, A B negative, or O negative. So those are the blood groups and genotypes that we have. The advantages and disadvantages of the various genotypes and blood groups I earlier mentioned. Okay, so um, let me start with the genotypes. How would I say it? Okay, so starting with the genotype AA. The genotype AA is a very um is a very um. It's a very good genotype, at least it is a normal one. It has no um, no abnormal parts and then the advantage is of course they can pick any partner to copulate with in order to have children. They don't have to um they can marry AS, they can marry anyone they want. So um, that's the advantage. But the disadvantage is that they are at more, like they come down with malaria more than um, the AS, more than their AS counterparts. And that is because they have um, the genotype AA people in their red blood cells, they have the normal amount of um, hemoglobin, the normal amount of oxygen. So, Plasmodium falciparum mostly that causes malaria would thrive well in those red blood cells compared to someone that has um, genotype AS in which um, their red blood cells don't have the exact shape, some of them don't have the exact shape and don't even carry enough oxygen. So, of course. Even if their cells are, are infected, the cells will quickly rupture and then the plasmodium falciparum won't really thrive in them compared to those that have um, genotype AA. So that's it. Then for the AS, the advantage is that the malaria part it is a little protective because that doesn't mean they don't come down with it. Of course, they come down with malaria, but not as much as. Um, the people with genotype um, AA. So then the, the disadvantage for genotype AS is that of course they can only marry AA and for the rest so that's a disadvantage they can only marry AA they can marry their own people with their own genotype and this is super important we always counsel people that please don't go into it once you know that this is your genotype just stick to it whoever you meet that you really like just ask them initially what was their genotype just avoid stories that touch so please let's um let's note this then also sickle cell anemia which is the ss it is not something that is easy of course it is um 
it is a disease of its own because they come down with lots of crises then it can be financially draining time consuming on the parts of the of the parents and part of the family so it can be really it is really um time consuming that's what i was saying and then seeing your child go through those go through the pain alone it's not something that is easy to deal with so then for the blood groups how will i put it the advantages i won't really say the advantages and all apart from the fact that okay some are universal donors and some are universal recipients at least for the um a b people they are the we call them the universal um recipients and that's because of course they have both a and b so they can collect blood from any of them but most times even in practice we always try to check for that same a b to give them first before you now want to give them any other type so it is um so uh, let's not confuse let's not let's not be confused let's not confuse them it's only the positives that can give the positives and the negatives can give the negatives like if you are all positive yeah a universal donor for the positives meaning you can give somebody with o positive like yourself you can give somebody that has um blood group a b you can give somebody that has blood group a you can give somebody that has blood group b then for the negative two you can give someone that has o negative and a b negative and all so that's just then for o negative of course all negatives are not so common so whenever it's time for blood donation for them it can be extremely stressful and difficult because you have to give them that thing all negative so it can be extremely because of course they're the universal donors but they can only collect the blood from themselves choosing a partner the medically advised um, blood groups and genotypes so like i said earlier for the genotype it, for the genotypes and um, people with genotype aa are more advantageous when it comes to that because they can pick anybody they can marry from any other um any other genotype any other type of genotype then for the then i said earlier too that for the um as you don't want to marry someone that has as like you or you don't want to marry someone that has ss like you it is super important they say a person with um, as has a 25 percent chance of having a child that has aa that is for every pregnancy the person has it's 25% chance of having a child that has AA. Person also has a 25% chance of having a child that has SS and has a 50% chance of having a child that has AS. So for every pregnancy, those are the probabilities. 
so because i said this doesn't mean that some people when they are giving birth the first child will be ss second child can still be ss third child can be ss and some people the first child can be ad the second child can be as and all almost times it's better not to it is better to not to not um get involved with it so we always counsel people not to then for the aac too you don't want to get married to someone that has as because sc2 is a very it is not something that is good i mean having genotype sc2 so so of course those are the disadvantages of those of those things so you don't want to marry people that don't have AA, especially for the other genotypes. So those are the medically advised um, genotypes for okay that's for the genotype. Then for the blood group there is no much issue about the blood group. I mean you can basically marry anybody but the thing is most times when a lady is pregnant and all she goes through natal and they check her blood group and all the issue comes mostly with um ladies that are negative because um most times they don't marry O negative of course you can't be looking for a partner that has um O negative so they don't marry a negative and then most times studies have been said that most children take their father's blood group so if she is o negative and the child she's carrying the child in her uterus or baby in her uterus is o positive she's um, at risk of having their blood mixed especially during birth there's a we call it um um fetomaternal mixing of blood so this can cause um it can cause her to be sensitized remember she was so negative meaning she doesn't have um she doesn't have those antigens but the baby is all positive that positive part has not been introduced in her. Her body will now produce, her body will start mounting immune response against the positive. So if she, if she, if she um, gets pregnant again and the child that she's carrying is O positive, her own, um, the immune responses that she has produced, most likely from the first pregnancy, will now start affecting the baby while the baby is in the uterus so that's why people don't but most times once you already know that a woman has um blood group o negative you want to give her there's something we call that there's something we call antirogam antirogam i'm like we contains um antibodies it kind of mops up the fetal blood it mops up so the so that the human will not have to mount immune response so it's giving 
within 72 hours so there is no really big deal about them um, about um blood group because medicine has taken care of that part i mean as long as but there's a place of people are bought most times when people have carried pregnancy for a while and decide to abort the pregnancy without checking their without um without checking their blood groups they can have been sensitized from then so of course despite how um how sensitive this is it is not a very common thing that we see so but despite that we give women that have um, O negative blood groups we give them antirogan so it is so for the blood group part it is not really but there's a place of the abo incompatibility too but that's not really common so most times people focus on the genotype that kill once you're aa you, you can marry other people but once you're as you can only marry aa or once you're ss you can only marry aa and for the rest like that so those are the medically advised um, genotypes So you're asking me to clear the air on the mite that um, on the mite that sex can reduce or stop menstrual pain. Of course, you already said it. It's a mite, and that's because um, menstrual pain. Of course, what causes menstrual pain? May we call it dysmenorrhea? Yeah? So I'll just say what causes dysmenorrhea. What causes dysmenorrhea is as a result of a um, uterine contraction and this uterine contraction occurs as a result of a um, prostaglandin release so most times some people say that those that have menstrual pain they have an increased um, they have an increased prostaglandin like they release increased prostaglandin levels some say it is imbalanced but regardless it is caused by um, prostaglandin hormone this hormone causes not really how will i put it how will i put it so the prostaglandin causes inflammation and it causes pain and when the uterus contracts which is the work of the prostaglandin also there is sloughing up of the uterine lining so for people that experience um dysmenorrhea whether you have sex whether you have sex 10 times a day consecutively you would still have dysmenorrhea sex doesn't reduce or stop dysmenorrhea it is only a myth like we've clearly said earlier because we now know the cause of the menstrual pain and sex doesn't no it doesn't and the only thing people say that can actually reduce um reduce this menorrhea is childbearing and that's because of course the uterus has expanded a little so um, that can reduce and um, can reduce and um, 
Manuria. Yeah. Thank you.